This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time A reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, If someone has on his skin a scab or pustule or blotch, which appears to be the sore of leprosy, he shall be brought to Aaron the priest, or to one of the priests among his descendants. If the man is leprous and unclean, the priest shall declare him unclean by reason of the sore on his head. The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garment rent and his head bare, and shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, Unclean, unclean. As long as the sore is on him, he shall declare himself unclean, since he is in fact unclean. He shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and fill me with the joy of salvation. Blessed is he whose fault is taken away, whose sin is covered. Blessed the man to whom the Lord imputes not guilt, in whose spirit there is no guile. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, my guilt I covered not. I said, I confess my faults to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, you just. Exult, all you upright of heart. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Avoid giving offense, whether to the Jews or Greeks, or the church of God, just as I to tr- try to please everyone in every way, not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, that they may be saved. Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. A leper came to Jesus and, kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it. Be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. 
He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, on this sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time, we are now moving towards Fat Tuesday and then Ash Wednesday. And so for this year, uh, Ash Wednesday actually also coincides with St. Valentine's Day. So for anyone who has a burning question on, hey, do we maybe get a dispensation from fasting and abstinence on Ash Wednesday, meaning that I don't have the obligation to either fast or abstain from meat on St. Valentine's Day, uh, the answer is no. <laughs> the, I did actually read this. This actually happened back in 2018, the same thing. Uh, there was no dispensation back then. There will not be this time. And really the reason for that is out of respect for Ash Wednesday and the beginning of the Lenten season, that is so much more important than St. Valentine's Day. So enjoy St. Valentine's Day maybe on the Tuesday, on the Fat Tuesday or some other time. But that is something that uh, we will be celebrating Ash Wednesday in the beginning of the Lenten season uh, and there's a coincidence, coinc, you know, coinciding this year. But um, so, are you saying I can't have steak and chocolate <laughs> on Valentine's Day? Is that what you're telling me? I would me? ask you not to on St. Valentine's Day, even though you might. Let's move that to Tuesday. Okay, right? because that the, to Tuesday. the steak, right, would be a, a violation of the abstinence, right? Abs- abstaining from meat. And that's then right. And chocolate. Are we really supposed to be having desserts during Lent? Is not, that, yeah. Well, at least not. At least we'll go through some of the re- the requirements that the church asks us for. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, but definitely on Ash Wednesday, ab- abstaining from meat and then also the fasting and being that offering to God that that would that dessert would not be appropriate that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking exactly. Right. Okay. So, but what the what the church does ask of us is abstinence from meat is to be served uh by all Roman Catholics 14 years or older on Ash Wednesday and all Fridays of Lent and fasting is to be observed on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday by all Roman Catholics who are 18 years of old but not yet 59. And again, this is all based on health and ability, right? Of course, they, it's of all course. those sorts of things and yeah. reasonable things like that. So, but really the idea with, with Ash Wednesday in the beginning of the Lent, you might remember as you go and proceed forth and you receive the ashes on your head, you hear usually one of two things. One is repent and believe in the gospel or the more traditional form, remember man that thou art dust and unto dust thou shalt return. So it's gonna start this 40 day journey of of denying ourselves to be able to better prepare for Christ in the resurrection and Easter. So this is that journey and how important that is to begin that preparation of not only, I say our bodies, so to speak, with the fasting and absence, but also then that helps create a very spiritual, spiritual soil for our souls. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that is, that is coming up this week. Now the gods or the readings today, we start from the book of Leviticus and we talk a little bit about leprosy. So, you know, life was really different from a person with leprosy that back then. They had to live in settlements or camps away from town. And whenever they were moving about, they had to warn people that they were coming, as we saw in this reading. They had to shout that he was that they were unclean, the clothes were torn, the hair was uncombed, right? So this was something that was a very visible sign that you are separated from your brethren. Yeah, yeah, they were outcasts from society. And we hear about lepers throughout the Old and the New Testament. And you know, it wasn't until the 1940s 
not so long ago, right? That there was actually a cure for leprosy. It was also known Is as that right? Just disease. the 40s. The 1940s, wow. right, when they discovered the cure. So until there was a cure, that was the only remedy was to remain isolated, to, to isolate the infected person from the general population to prevent it from spreading. Right. And this book of Leviticus, what they do is, is back in the Old Testament, they tied wholeness or being without blemish to holiness. Those two were synonymous. So someone lacking in wholeness had to be separated to ensure the wholeness of the rest of the people. And this is something that's very interesting that contrasts with the gospel. And we're going to talk about this in a minute. The priest is given the authority to declare cleanliness or uncleanliness, but could not change that person's condition. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to point out was that we were going to, we have this example in the gospel of the seclusion. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so we're going to hit on that when we hit the gospel. Yes. But first, we're going to move to the uh, Paul with the Corinthians. And there are really two things that kind of struck me this time. And that is the line that says, do everything for the glory of God. And boy, that might be simple to just roll off our tongues, but boy, that is a hard way to live. And that's a difficult decision right there because there's so many things that we want to do for the glory of God. But quite frankly, there's a lot of things that we want to do for the glory of ourselves. (laughs) Whether we want to feel good about ourselves, look good about ourselves, whatever that is, this is a real challenge to live this in our daily lives. And a lot of that comes from being honest, right? Because we can say we're doing this for the glory of God. So that's where humility, that's where the virtue of humility comes in. Am I, you know, to examine ourselves. Okay, am I really doing this for the glory of God or Mm -hmm. is it? You know, how, or much, how much, how much of, and there might be a little bit of me, but yeah. to be honest with ourselves about it. Yes, that's a really good point. And I, I think that what Paul says here is be imitators of me as I am of Christ. He's trying to provide himself yes. as the example to live for the glory of God. And quite frankly, I mean, he, of course, had an amazing conversion experience. He was one of the, you know, if there was someone to say, boy, this is a man to look up to the way he lived his life. That is him. And how easy it probably would have been for him to say, you know what? Hey, I'm kind of better than you. I kind of had a direct little revelation. And you know what? You guys are just a little bunch of sinners. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. But it's be- And so there's an example of humility to be able to say that. Yes. Hey, use me as an example. Yes. Because that constant battle going on between pride and vainglory. He had, yes. he had to really have a handle on, on And he humility. admitted that, didn't he? He said, yes. as, as all these yeah. people, I am the worst sinner. I am the yeah. least of the kingdom of heaven. He, yeah. That is such an important point that you bring up with that humility. So he doesn't act more righteous. He doesn't play the blame game, but he wants you, he wants to be your companion on your journey. So continue to use him, pray for his intercession. And then ultimately as our journey for, progresses, we can learn to do that a little better and really do things for the glory of God. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the gospel today, some great talks again about leprosy and an encounter with Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we already discussed this, you know, that becoming infected with the disease of leprosy, that meant the rest of your life, you live in isolation from your family and community. But that's what sin does to us. You think about it, you know, and if we die still clinging to unrepented mortal sin, we are condemned to an eternity of separation from God, our father and from our brothers and sisters in Christ. And in this gospel reading, we hear a story that Jesus healed the leper who came to him and he told the leper, he specifically, he gave him instructions, tell no one about this miraculous healing. But the man didn't obey Jesus. He told the entire town about the miracle 
And St. Mark goes on to tell us that that made it impossible for Jesus to even enter a town. And then that caused Jesus to remain outside in deserted places. So before he was cured, the leper had to remain outside in seclusion. He had to remain separated from the community. But then when he obeyed Jesus, when he told everybody about it, it was our Lord who took upon himself the sacrifice. He was the one then who had to suffer the consequence of that man's disobedience. And Jesus then remained in seclusion rather than the leper. So this is what Jesus has done for us, right? He has taken upon himself the punishment that is due from our sin. Yeah, and we really don't know why the man didn't listen. I mean, <laughs> it could have been just amazing exuberance. Yeah. It could have been people kept on asking him and pestering him, please tell me, tell me. We we don't really know that. But what I think you really hit very well on that is because of that uh, telling people, because of that maybe creating such a reputation around Christ, it made it harder for Jesus to be present to others. And I think that's part of our goal is to try and continue to make Jesus more present to others. Um, and much like with this commentary, right? We, you know, I love to have someone come by and say, you know, Kevin, you're doing a great job on the radio show. And I, and I appreciate that, but really I need to remind myself what I'm trying to do here is have people hear Christ through us. Right. Right. Much like when we go in lector, I ask for St. John Chrysostom's intercession, the, the golden mouth, right? Have Christ hear or have the people hear your word, dear God. May yeah. I be that, may I be that channel. Now yeah. I do that better and worse on times. Right. And I still like, you know, I, I still remember one time a, a guy came up to me one time. He says, Hey, I, you know, I heard you on the radio and I'm like, yeah. And, I, and he's like, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> was that well, yeah, I guess you weren't that right. impressive, you yeah. know, but again, that was that part of like, yeah. no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it for me. And I need right. to remember that, but yes. it is a beautiful prefiguration in this gospel, how it's a prefiguration of Christ's crucifixion on Calvary and how he took our sins and he took the sins of the world and died for us. And then of course, as we begin this Lenten journey, remember we developed that spiritual soil to then uh, celebrate with him in the resurrection in Easter. Yeah, what we're preparing for. Yeah. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.